to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, ruler of this vast creation and judge of all, we come before thee to worship, to honor, and to learn to sit at thy feet. We ask for thy spirit to be unhindered in working each one of our hearts to to change and to convict and to encourage and to strengthen as each of us have need. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I also have uh, many thoughts in my mind given the, all the things we saw and heard the past uh, few weeks. And I thought to be edifying to read from the Matthew chapter 27, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 27. Uh, let's uh, begin uh, reading from verse um, verse 24. From Matthew chapter 27, beginning to read from verse 24. When Pilate saw that he could prevail nothing, but rather a tumult was made, he took water and washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See ye to it. Then answered all the people and said, His blood be on us and on our children. Then released he Barabbas unto them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers. And they stripped him and put on him a scarlet robe. When they had plaited a crown of thorns, they put it upon his head, and a reed in his right hand, they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. And they spit upon him and took the reed and smote him on the head. And after that, they had mocked him. They took the robe off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to crucify him. And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. And when they were come unto a place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of a skull, they gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall. When he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. And they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And sitting down, they watched him there. And sitting down, they watched him there. Here we have the most significant, the God who created all things. offering his life to pay for our sins and to rescue us from, from, 
from a trap we could not free ourselves, but for many, this was a spectator sport. They sat and watched him. It was entertainment. As we uh, began our tour in Israel, our tour guide asked us a question. He said, are you tourists or are you pilgrims? Are you tourists or are you pilgrims? And that made me think the difference. A tourist, the tourist is going to be interested in scratching something off their bucket list, getting out, piling out of the bus, taking the selfie in front of whatever monument, you know, complaining about the quality of the food, the accommodations, focused on themselves and what they were going to get out of it and their own enjoyment. A pilgrim is different. A pilgrim is coming because they want to follow the steps of Jesus. There is a, a reverence. There is a entering in of the experience to want to be like. A pilgrim is one who, who is leaving behind comfort, not focused on comfort, because they're looking for something better and meaningful, because there's something better. Uh, um, we read in Hebrews how we are, uh, the, that Abraham, and others were looking for a city that was not built by the hands of men. And so they were pilgrims on this earth. It wasn't their permanent home. So that question still sticks with me. I'm not on a tour right now. But the question is, am I a tourist or am I a pilgrim? In my walk here below, am I looking for what I get out of things? Is it about me? Or am I living in the awe of what Jesus has done? Am I looking to serve rather than to be served? Am I looking to see the meaning and purpose of God in my life as opposed to how things in my life can serve me? So it changes my attitude as a tourist I'm the arbiter. I'm the consumer. I'm the one who makes the choice of what, whether things meet my standards. 
as a pilgrim. He is the judge that I will, and he determines whether things are up to his standards. My choices, how I spend my time, where I focus my thoughts. As a tourist, there's a certain disrespect, a certain arrogance that comes with a tourist, isn't there? They, they feel like they can come in here and everything is there to serve them and, and uh, they expect things to be like, you know, in their home country and, and, and there, there isn't a respect for what's there. There's a certain pride and entitlement as a tourist, isn't there? But as a pilgrim, there's a humility, a sense of wonder, an openness of heart to receive and to be willing to give as freely as we have received. I just want to let us think about that this coming week. Are you a pilgrim? Are you an entitled, self-centered, self-focused, this life is all about me and I'm, I'm, I'm indifferent to what's really going on, the significance of what's going on around me? Or am I humble enough to see God at work? God redeeming mankind around me and if I am willing through me. I want to challenge each one of us to look this week to find some way that you can serve, that you can freely give as you freely receive, to find someone to bless, whether it's to serve even a glass of cold water or perhaps to offer the water, living water of eternal life. Let's change our hearts. Let's not be as those who saw Jesus' crucifixion as something that was done for their entertainment, but rather recognize it was something to do done for their redemption that we don't miss out. May the Lord bless his word. I've always enjoyed this particular Zion's Harp song. It, uh, it's a call to action, to a faith that is not passive, but where each one of us um, Inspired by love, empowered by faith, get up and do. We don't want to have a faith that's inactive because the Bible says faith without works is dead. 
a model of a church where we come and we sit in the pews, we check, make our check boxes, and we go off and live our everyday life is not a faith that's alive. It's not a faith that has changed us. But Jesus not only came and died, he rose from the dead. And that resurrection power is there for each one of us to live changed lives, lives that are different, lives that are empowered. May we indeed follow through with these words to, um, like verse 11, let us then be up and doing. Satan would our work undo and the glow of loves of doing Quench our joy in Jesus too, that we may not each day live to honor God always. May we indeed live to honor him. With that, we would conclude this afternoon's service.